it's not just like a sound logo or a confirmation sound or, or a brand voice. It's like the overall auditory communication of your brand. For Monday, June 3rd, 2019, this is episode 37, Sonic Branding with Phoebe Ohayon from Voice Branding based in Amsterdam. Have you ever considered how many ways there are to say hello and what tone implies? Phoebe has worked through this problem and more. In this 15-minute chat, Phoebe tells us about her work with audio design, audio branding, and why sonic branding is just as important as visual brand identity. We cover a few examples of good sonic branding and discuss some of voice branding's client work. Here's my conversation with Phoebe O'Hayon. Welcome to the Beatle Moment Marketing Podcast, a short weekly exploration of marketing, technology, and career. I'm Emily Bender. I answer to no one, and I make this for you. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Beatle Moment Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Binder, and I'm here with a really special guest, Phoebe Ohan, and she is calling in all the way from the Netherlands. So welcome to the show, Phoebe. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. So everybody, Phoebe is an audio branding strategist and audio designer with a background in audio engineering and branding. And with her expertise, she helps brands prepare for a sound and voice activated future. With her Developed voice-first audio branding approach, she helps brands and companies who are creating voice experiences and want to use the power of audio to design the best customer experience. So we're going to focus on audio design, audio branding, and talk about brand voice in the next 15 minutes, and it's going to be really interesting. So I'm so excited, Phoebe, to, to talk with you and find out about why you focus on these areas, why they're important. So let's just start with what is audio design and audio branding? Yeah, so um, for me, audio design and audio branding is all about uh, exploiting the power of audio. Um, We started voice branding um, with this passion and and with this motivation. Um, And what we saw that a lot of brands and companies actually have extensive guidelines for like their visual identity and stuff. Um, And they spend a lot of money and time on copywriting um, and I think if they have the right words to say, people will connect with you. Um, but when it comes to sound, it also has a huge influence on how your brand is being perceived. Um, so I think for a lot of um, marketeers, um, yeah, they, I think they acknowledge um, that part that the auditory perception is a crucial part of their communication, especially on, on, on these voice channels. Um, and in these voice experiences. Um, but maybe they are like a bit in the dark of how to come up with uh, an audio strategy for voice. Um, so yeah, that's where we come in and um, develop an audio branding strategy and develop uh, voice branding guidelines and uh, voice user interface, uh, user experience branding guidelines. Um, and yeah, actually from beginning uh, to end um, branding, uh, production and even um, yeah, going through uh, th- going through like the custom um, text to speech uh, voice. Um, yeah, we d- we help we help them throughout their process. <laughs> A lot of brands do need help with that. It seems like 
I have lots of clients who they don't have any sonic branding. Most brands really don't because it hasn't been something that you are, okay, I'm in marketing and I'm new at this company and I need to get all my ducks in a row the first year. Sonic branding is like not on the list yet, but I, I think like you said, we look at our visual brand identity and that's table stakes. Like what is your logo? What is your packaging? But the yeah. sonic branding is going to be paramount because so much of shopping, commerce, research is going to voice. Yeah, yeah. And it's so important because a lot of people um, forget that how from an auditory perspective, and I think next we're talking about brand voice, um, like all these elements, how we perceive a sound, how we perceive the voice really, really influence how um, you are being perceived as a brand, especially if you're communicating um, and I think that's going to be a lot more in the future if you're communicating in this bot human situation. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So when a brand approaches you and they say, I don't have sonic branding, help me. Where do you start? So we start um, by doing a lot of research. <laughs> um, so we first start with a, a brand orientation session. So really get to know the brand. Um, what do they stand for? What's their culture, their values? Um, what do we want to communicate? But also really look at their um, uh, target, their demographic um, in general, but also um, uh, if 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 the if the assistant or the or the action is targeted to to a specific demographic, uh, really dive into into their target um, as well, and also to the context of the whole voice experience. Uh, where are they going to use it? Um, uh, what are their needs and expectations in that moment, in that specific situation, and maybe even in that specific part of the sentence? Um, so we really dive into the whole conversational flow and, and the dialogue design and see where sound can um, help and enhance the overall user experience. That makes sense. Is there an example that you could share? I think for our listeners, they might think of this theoretically, but is there an application? Like, could you, could you tell us about a client that, that you've helped do this for? Um, yeah, a lot of clients, I cannot say too much. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but for example, uh, we worked at the, uh, the Caro and Serafé, so that's uh, Dutch Public Broadcasting. We worked on a really special project. We really dove into specific parts of the dialogue design where actually sound helped to communicate through the flow and actually could... Um, remove some of the copywriting where sound could be placed and uh, continued with like the pace of the, of the flow and it helped uh, driving driving a bit of tempo in the whole in the whole experience that was needed over there and I think if you if you really dive into all these specific things in 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 the whole in the whole experience a lot of a lot of moments can actually be captured or can be replaced by by sound design or can be uh, um, enhanced in, in maybe uh, changing some intonations or changing the tempo, uh, for example, um, especially if you are developing a, a, a voice user interface or voice experience for, for people that are 60, um, your tempo would be way lower. Um, your intonation would be very different than, than when you're um, developing for, for like a 16 year old. But with that specific case, uh, it was a game. So we had a lot of creativity where we could um, 
yeah, play with sound and, and use it in a very creative way. Yeah. That seems like a common use case today, which is games. I, I've seen a lot of skills and actions that are more geared toward delight or discovery versus utility. But yeah. w- you mentioned tempo and then intonation. So that touches on brand voice. And this is something I know you're an expert on, but what does it mean when we say brand voice? I think we have to give it a bit of um, of a new <laughs> definition mm-hmm. <laughs> because how we look at it, how we mean brand voice, we see it from an auditory perspective. We analyze it from an auditory perspective. So for us, it actually really doesn't matter what it says or which word we pronounce. It really matters on the emotional impact and how um, it emotionally is perceived by the by the consumer. So, for example, like the word hello can be pronounced in so many different ways that we really dive into sometimes just that word and how it's being um, pronounced. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting one. So if you were building an action or a skill for one of your clients, how would you, with the word hello, just the simple greeting to begin and open all of the content, how do you figure out how you want it to sound? Yeah, we researched their 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 past um, on on how uh, what are their auditive uh, associations or what are their auditory associations that they've built up. Um, we look at their brand values and and we figure out what do they want to communicate with that with that hello and in the end in the overall experience how can we uh, answer the the consumers' needs and expectations in that experience. Right. I think you have to set that first before you can make any sound design or branding decisions. Yeah, that's so important for all marketing and not just when you're talking about sound, but when you're building a website or an app or any kind of experience to really yeah. begin with the user in mind and figure out what is their problem? What is their pain point? How do I solve this? And then, of course, something that is so important with voice, and I guess it's this opportunity because with a lot of other design, it's been biased from the get-go. Mm-hmm. You can look at yeah. things like, I, this is my favorite example. The Apple Health app was designed initially without any menstrual tracker because it was all men in the room designing it and they forgot about <laughs> this incredibly important part of women's health. So we hear people in the voice community often, and this is great, talk about how do we design inclusively and make yeah. sure that this works for everybody. I think at the root, it's like a refresher and reminder to go back just to the drawing board in any design of customer experience. Yeah. And yeah. And also with with sound, there's also an element of maybe in the north of, of the Netherlands, um, a confirmation sound will be perceived uh, differently than for somebody in China, you know. So you all also have to research the background of the demographic and their auditory history to actually make make sound decisions on that. That's a good point. And when we're thinking globally, you, know, you just reminded me of, of an example of some sonic branding that came out recently. Uh, MasterCard in February of 2019 updated their sonic branding. They created this audio mark and it's this six note little jingle. It's just such a nice little tone. It's, it's almost addictive when you hear it, but it's going to play every time someone pays with MasterCard, swipes their card, and they're going to have it on their TV advertising. And they made different versions. This touches on your point. So for China, for India, for Mexico, for the U.S., it's all different versions of the same six notes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that makes total sense because we're not used to the same um, instrumentation um, that maybe um, people in China are used to. 
they're used to very different types of music. Also, if you look for it's a really simple example, if you look at the charts, um, the, the top the top 10 for, for Latin America and for the Netherlands or for the US or for China, it's very, very different. Yeah, that's a good point. People have such different tastes, so you have to really design globally. But um, I was thinking about examples of good sonic branding or even just actions or skills that you really like that you think sound very good and thoughtfully designed do any come to mind yeah we have a great skill it's called alping it's like um, uh, a mattress company or a bed company and they uh, created this skill for in the bedroom for children and what i really liked about that skill that um, that there was a, like a lot of sound design involved, of course, and they made a really nice design with the Google Voice being the robot in the story and and having a really great uh, voiceover and really complementing that whole um, bedtime go to bed experience for children. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll put a link to that in the show notes, which you can find at bit.ly/beetlepod37. Yeah. We'll just go to beetlemoment.com and. Anything else that you'd like to add, Phoebe, as far as takeaways about sonic branding and why it's important? Yeah, I think you have to um, see sonic branding or audio branding or whatever term comes to mind um, for that definition is it's not just like a sound logo or a confirmation sound or, or a brand voice. It's like the overall auditory communication of your brand goes as far as, as retail experiences. Or, or more offline experiences um, in the products. Yeah, I think it's really important to create a coherent strategy for that, to really communicate those brand values on, on every uh, touch point, even if it's IVR or voice or retail. I think that's the key uh, to build that trust, creating that preference and, and to differentiate your brand and product and services. I completely agree. And it's such a good opportunity to get on this now uh, to get ahead of the curve because you'll be able to stand out where other brands haven't even prepared for this yet. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> so Phoebe, where can people find you? Um, so people can find me on voicebranding.ai, um, but also on LinkedIn, Phoebe O'Hayan. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Phoebe. Oh, and everybody, Phoebe and I are on a panel with Audrey Arbini from AudioBrain at Voice Summit 2019 in July. So yes. it's on July 25th. Our panel is about sonic branding. And you should absolutely check it out. <laughs> hey, do you have an Amazon Echo device? Then you have to take advantage of Flash Briefing, the short daily news offering on Alexa. It's free and easy to set up. You can catch my daily briefing, the voice marketing flash briefing, Daily Beetle Moment, by going to bit.ly slash beetleflash. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash B-E-E-T-L-E flash, all lowercase. Or just search Amazon or your Alexa app for Beetle Moment Voice Marketing. My goal with this flash briefing is to fracture Alexa's rubric. Come check it out. Brought to you by our friends at Pippa. Pippa is the simplest, smartest way to share your podcast. Visit BeetleMoment.com forward slash P-I-P-P-A to get a $25 Amazon gift card when you sign up. And we thank Pippa very much for their support of the show. For more about the show or to consult with me, visit BeetleMoment.com. Tweet me at Emily Bender. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you next week.